This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are discussing the sixth chapter of Orchot Sadikim. And this chapter deals with hatred. Hatred. The Torah says, Don't hate your brother in your heart. Don't hate your brother. What do you mean in your heart? In your heart means that he doesn't even know about it. Don't hate someone without them knowing about it. In other words, if you hate someone, make sure they know that you hate them. Why? So they can take precautions. If, you, if they know that you hate them, they can take precautions. That's the brothers of Yosef. The brothers of Yosef, it says, they hated him. What did they do? They didn't say anything good to him. They always said bad things to him. But you know what? He didn't take precautions. He didn't care. He didn't pay attention. He wasn't sensitive to their feelings. So there's a mitzvah in the Torah not to hate someone. And a person can be very careful to remove hatred from one's heart. Sometimes you don't get along with someone, but don't hate them. You don't get along. Okay, you don't get along. But don't hate someone. It's forbidden to hate someone in your heart. Forbidden to hate people. And what happens is when a person hates someone, it causes many sins. Lashonarah. Person hates someone, they'll talk bad about them all the time. That's the Lashonara. The only thing they talk about the person, they may even try and hurt the person. And then when a person gets hurt, the person will be happy that he's hurt. Terrible. Imagine, you're happy someone else gets hurt. That's caused by hatred. So hatred will lead to Lashonara, hatred will lead to being happy when someone else falls, and hatred will lead to causing someone pain and causing someone damage. And hatred will lead to the Torah says, don't take vengeance. Don't take vengeance. So the, the easy form of vengeance is, you come to my house and say, Rabbi, can I borrow your lawnmower? I said, no. Then I say, come to your house and I say, can I borrow a screwdriver? He said, you didn't give me your lawnmower, I won't give you my screwdriver. That is called vengeance, simple vengeance. That's easy vengeance. So hatred leads to all the bad things. And it stops people from doing good. And uh, a person can, can do many sins because of hatred. And there's different kinds of hatred. There's hatred because someone damaged me monetarily. For example, I bought an apartment. And the apartment says it comes with two garages. And after I buy it, it says, only one garage. He tricked me. The person says, I hate that guy. He tricked me. So that's one kind of hatred which is caused by money. A lot of hatreds are caused by money. You owe me money, you didn't pay me back, I hate you. So that's hatred because of money. Or there's hatred because someone pushed someone. You pushed me, I hate you, I hate you. You hurt me, I hate you. Or you shame me in public, I hate you. So all these different kinds of hatreds. Or the guy said bad about me, I hate the person. He talked bad about me. All these things the Torah says... Don't hate someone and be quiet. A lot of people keep hatred in their hearts. You don't know they hate you. They don't say anything until five years later. Ten years later, they say, you know, I hate you all the time. For five, ten years inside, I hated you? I didn't tell you. That's Asur. A person not allowed to keep it inside. That was the hatred of Afshalom. Afshalom hated his brother, Amnon. Afshalom hated his brother, Amnon. And what happened? He killed him. Right? Afshalom hated Amnon. Because Amnon had, uh, he messed around with Avshalom's sister, Tamar. 
and he didn't tell him anything, and he hated him. And when he had the opportunity, he killed him. Terrible, terrible, because he hated him inside. He didn't tell him anything. So a person is allowed to do that. So it's a mitzvah to tell the person, someone pushes you, you say, why did you push me? Have a conversation. Someone didn't pay you back money. So why didn't you pay me back? Instead of hating the person, the Torah says, Rebuke him. Tell him off. You tell him off, you get the hatred out of your heart. This way, it's not inside anymore, it's outside. Once you talk it over, that's what good marriage is. In good marriages, there's no hatred. Why? Because we talk about it. Why do you do this to me? Why do you do this to me? Why? And sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. Why did you push me? I didn't, I didn't intend to push you. I was walking down the street, and, I, and somehow I was looking at my cell phone. I didn't see you. I banged you. So this way, it clears up all the misunderstandings, and a person won't hate anyone. So it's very important to talk it out, talk it through, and then maybe the person will say, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry, very sorry. And this way, there won't be any hatred. But the worst thing is to be hatred and not to talk about it. So it's very important to get it out, to talk about it. And the person who's being asked forgiveness should not be cruel. I ask you, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. You say, okay, sure, I'll forgive you. But if you say, I'm not going to forgive you, that's cruelty. That's being cruel. That's for no reason being cruel. A person will say, okay, I forgive and I forget. You ask for forgiveness, I forgive you. That's the best. And if a person doesn't forgive, don't hate them. But treat them with love, and eventually everything will be worked out. If you treat someone nicely, hopefully they will turn around and treat you nicely. Okay, so that's kind of hatred because of reasons. The, the l- worst kind of hatred is sinat chinam. Hatred for no reason. Why do you hate me? I don't like you. Why don't you like me? No reason. Kacha. That's it. I, I hate you. I don't like you. Why not? There's no reason. I just don't like you. Wait, if you have reasons, it's okay? No. It's not okay, but you have to talk about it. Oh. When there's no reasons, it's even worse. It's the worst level. Because there's nothing to do. Why do you hate me? For no reason. I can't make amends. I can't say sorry for something I didn't do. Why are you hitting me? So that is the worst kind of hatred. And that's why the second temple was destroyed. It says our second temple was destroyed because they hated each other for no reason. Obviously there has to be a reason. What's the reason? I don't like your politics. I don't like your, uh, your type of religion. I don't like your type of Judaism. I don't like you. I don't like you for, for no reason. I just don't like you. Why? And that's the reason why the temple was destroyed. And uh, then there's a third kind of hatred, which is hatred because of jealousy. I'm jealous of you and I hate you. And this happens sometimes in families where there's many children and the parents love one children. Like Yosef, right? Yosef Atzadi. Twelve sons. And the father loved Yosef. And the jealousy caused hatred. The jealousy caused hatred. And that's even worse than hatred for no reason. That's very strange, right? So you have hatred for a reason. Then you have hatred for no reason. And then you have hatred for jealousy. So why is jealousy so bad? So he says the person is going to be very careful to remove jealousy from their heart. And uh, sometimes people hate people because they don't do goodness, they don't do kindness to them. If he doesn't want, you know, this happens all the time in families where they fight over a will, right? The, the father dies, he leaves the money, but he doesn't leave money to everyone equally, he gives all the money to one person. Tremendous hatred in the family. The sisters hate the brother. Why? Because the brother got the money. The brother hates the sisters. Why? 
because the sister's got the money. It says hatred because of jealousy. That's a terrible hatred. That's a jealousy of the brothers hated Yosef. Why they hate Yosef? They're jealous of Yosef. So a person's got to be very careful not to get involved in this cycle of hatred. Hatred because of jealousy, because of other things. So he, he says a person should be careful to keep away from these things. And only what should he do? He said, Gam Zuletoba. Whatever happens is for the best. Whatever happens is for the best. So hard to say whatever happens for the best. Today, someone sent me a message. I lost my job. I told him, Gam Zuletoba. Even that, Hashem can make good. Because Hashem closes the door and he opens the other door. I was going to always think, Hashem's closing one door. What does Hashem want for me? Where is the other door? If you don't look for the other door, you won't find it. So it's very, very important to find what does Hashem want. Hashem is guiding us. Hashem says, this, no good. I'm going to get you something better. But I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Hashem says, close the door. You're going to leave. I want you to find something better. So it happens. So that is something which we have to accept. Instead of getting jealous, instead of getting angry, say three words. Gam zu letotva. Even this will be good. Even the bad can be good. Hashem has a plan for all of us. Sometimes it looks bad, and it's very good. Sometimes it looks good, and it's very bad. Let me give you an example. This is a true story. This is a story of Rav Shach. Rav Shach was a very big rabbi in Israel. He says, in those days in yeshiva, all the best boys, they get good, good wives. Many good wives, lots of money. The rich parents look for boys who are learning in yeshiva. The best boys get the best money. They get the most money. So what happens is, he said all his friends, they're married into very good families, lots of money. They got houses, they got cars, they got everything physical. And they're learning Torah. Okay, very good. He says he didn't marry a woman for her money. He married a woman whose father was a poor rabbi. So he never got a house. So everyone's telling him, you're a fool. Why didn't you marry this so-and-so? Why didn't you marry so-and-so? You could have married so-and-so. You could have got a house. He says, this was in Poland before the war. He says, all the people with a house, they didn't leave Poland. Before the war, before the Nazis. And he never had a house. He just took off and left. He said, the house that people had killed them. Why? Because they were stuck to the country. They they couldn't couldn't run away from the house. They had houses. They couldn't sell the houses. They stayed over there. And the Nazis killed them. Mm -hmm. So I never had a house. So the fact that he never had a house was easy for him to leave. Imagine. So sometimes a person has, it causes their troubles. Sometimes a person doesn't have, and they're free. They go, they run. So, gam zulatova. A person always going to say gam zulatova, three different words. Even this will be for the best. So, there's a famous story of Nahum Ishgamzu. He's called Nahum Ishgamzu because his favorite line was gam zulatova. The story is a beautiful story, the Gemara says. That he was the representative of the Jews to the Romans. Mm-hmm. And there was an re- evil decree that an emperor made. The emperor made a terrible decree, and the Jews said, Here, go give the emperor these treasures and ask him to break the decree for us. So they give him a box full of treasures gold, diamonds, jewels, the rubies, everything in the box. And he puts the box on his wagon and he takes it to Rome. And on the way, he stays in a hotel. And the hotel, these people were crooked, they were liars, they were cheats. And they, they see the rabbi, and he has a box full of gold and silver. They open it up. Wow, it's gold and silver. Let's steal all the gold and silver. So one night they come, they steal all the gold and silver, but they want it to look heavy. So what they do, they put earth from their backyard into the box. 
they put earth into the backyard. So he goes, he opens in the morning, he wakes up, he opens the box. Dirk! Where's all my gold and silver? So you and me would have started screaming, Police! Army! The gold and silver! They robbed my gold and silver! No! What does he say? Gam Zuletoba. Also, this will be good as well. So he goes to the emperor. So this is a wild story. He goes to the emperor. And the emperor says, What did you bring me? What did the Jews give? Open the box. Open the box. Earth! You're mad! Go away! Put him in jail! We'll cut off his head! So then an old man came and he said, Listen, I know the Jews are not crazy. Why would they give you earth? It must be magic earth. This must be magic earth. I heard there's a midrash that says, Abraham Avinu, when he fought the four kings, he threw earth at them, and the earth turned to arrows and killed them all. Maybe this must be magic earth. Why would the Jews send us earth? They're not mad. So he takes the earth. He says, Okay, I got a war. With so and so people, take the earth to the front lines and throw it at the enemy and see what happens. Let's see if it's magic earth. Sure enough, he takes the earth to the front lines. They throw the earth, and the enemy run away. They're scared stiff. They run away from the earth. They come back. The army comes back. Victory. Emperor, we won the war. He says, wow. He says, that earth was magic earth. Says, magic earth? <laughs> Bring the rabbi out of jail. Take the rabbi out of jail, and we're going to fill his box with treasures. So he gave us earth, magic earth. We're going to give him treasures in the box. They put the treasures back in the rabbi's wagon. He's going back. What does he do? Look at this rabbi guts he has. He stays in the same hotel. And he tells them the story. He said, look, what happened? You went to the emperor with the, with the earth. He didn't get angry. He said, he got very angry. But it was magic earth. Magic earth? What do you mean magic earth? Yeah, he threw the enemies and the enemies ran away. Yeah. So what they did is they said, you know what? We're going to fill up a whole wagon full of earth from our backyard. So that's magic earth. They went to the emperor and they said, you know, emperor, that earth came from our backyard. Try it. It must be magic earth. He said, okay, put them in jail. I'll try out the earth. He takes the earth to the front lines and they lost the war. Badly, they lost the war. He takes it and said, kill them, kill them. They gave me that. It wasn't magic earth. It was terrible. It ruined the whole earth. So the rabbi, he said, gam zulatova. Everything should be for the best. I believe in God. You believe in God? Hashem said, I'll help you. You don't believe in God? Okay, I'll help you. So Gamzul Torah is a very powerful line. And this way, won't be, there won't be hatred. So a person should say, this is from Hashem. Why did this man do this to me? Why was so-and-so so angry with me? Why was he so rude to me? It's all from God. All in God's hands. And a person should think, if I was worthy from God, people would give me presents instead of cursing me. A person who's poor, a person who's sick, he said, Hashem should give me only good things. Hashem give me good gizirot. And you know what? If a person forgives other people, all their sins are forgiven. If I forgive you for everything, sins are forgiven. If I forgive you for everything, sins are forgiven. Why? If I forgive other people, Hashem says, I forgive you as well. Why? The way you behave with others, that's how others will behave with you. And that will remove all hatred from a person's heart. So it's very important to accept God's will on whatever happens to us. So a person says, you know what, my father gave all the money to my brother. Instead of saying, I hate the guy, I'm jealous of the guy, gam zulatova, it should be an atonement for me. It should be, Hashem should make it come, become good. Everything should become good. So instead of hating, that's the, that we see with the brothers of Yosef. Instead of hating Yosef, say, you know what, our father loves Yosef. 
comes with of uh, Hashem did it on purpose. We have, Hashem has a plan. I don't know what Hashem's plan is. Instead of that, they got angry, they got jealous, and, and they caused him to go to Egypt, and they caused their own exile into Egypt. That caused the Jewish people to be in Egypt. That caused Paro to, dis- to cause us trouble. So it's very important to get rid of all, this, all the jealousy, to get rid of all the hatred, and to get to receive everything with love. Hashem is the one in charge. So a person should always say, if anything goes wrong in their lives, Gamazulatova. And a person should think, I'm happy, Hashem. I'm happy. You saved me from hatred. You saved me from fights. You saved me from jealousy. Because instead of getting jealous, thank God for saving you from jealousy. So a person's got to work on inside the head. It's very hard. Because we have feelings. Human beings have feelings. We're jealous. We get hate people. A person should say, you know what? Instead of hatred, I love God. Hashem will do good for me. Hashem. So now sometimes what happens is, let me give you an example. There's, there's uh, f- four pharmacists in town. In this town, there are three pharmacies. So one pharmacy will say, I hate the other guy. He's my rival. He takes business away from me. Or there's how many, how many kosher restaurants in town? Four, five? Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay, so a person says, you know what? I'm right. jealous of the other guy. He gets all the business. I hate the guy. I saw not now. Not to say I hate someone. Why? Because of jealousy. Maybe this guy's doing good and this guy's not doing so good. So the guy says, you know, I hate that guy. He's doing better than me. He's taking all my people. Instead of that, God has a plan. Everything's in God's hands. So why hate the person when everything... Hashem is the one in charge. There's a famous story. It says, a man went to Chavetz Chaim. He had a store. He says, Chavetz Chaim. He says, says, I don't understand. I have a store, and my friend down the street, he has the same store. Exactly the same things. We're selling the same things. He does so well in business, and I, my business is nothing. I don't understand. Why? Why is that? So Chavaz Chaim says, because you are trying to run two stores instead of running one store. <laughs> what does that mean? You have your eye in his store instead of your eye in your store, and we're looking after your store. You're always thinking about the other guy. Mm-hmm. Run your store properly and don't think about him. It's amazing. We see today the luck some people have. Look at Amazon has so much luck, right? Walmart, Hashem bless Walmart. And the goods the other stores... Going down and down and down. It's amazing. So we see how it's luck. There's a lot of Hashem is blessing. Hashem is moving things around. We don't know what's going on. So a person says, you know what? I hate Amazon. I hate Bezos. I hate that guy. He's taking all my business. You know what? It's not going to help you. It's a negative emotion. So people get negative emotions. I hate this one. I hate this one. I hate this one. And what happens is, I can't think about myself. Instead of improving myself, I hate that one. Improve yourself. You won't have to hate anyone. Plus, now everyone's built for different things. Each one has got their own specialty. The worst, he says, is people who hate people who try and straighten them out. They say, I'm a rabbi. I come to tell people, you know, you should pray better, say brachot better. And people say, I hate the rabbi. Why? He's always saying bad things. Always telling people off. So instead of you know, saying, I want to learn more, I want to learn more. But I don't want to learn more. Who's he talking to? Why is he telling me these things? So it's always good to love people who rebuke you. It's very hard. We hate people who hate rebuke us. And that's a very bad kind of evil. A person hates someone who's rebuking them. Like the prophet Zachariah. In the temple, they killed Zachariah in the temple. Imagine. So the miracle was his blood was bubbling on the stones. 
Why they kill Zachariah? He's always telling them, oh, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this. We hate him. We hate him. He's telling us always what to do. Kill them. That's a terrible kind of hatred. And there's a worse hatred. People who hate people who do good. He's a goody goody. You know? In schools they say, goody goody. This guy's a goody goody. He's teacher's pet. We hate the person. He always does uh, things the right teacher likes this guy because he does good things and we don't like it. He comes stop in the class. He does this. He does helping. And we don't like that. We hate the guy. That's a terrible kind of hatred because they're hating someone who does good. And a person who does that, he really hates God. So that's really the reason why people hate the Jews. Because they're trying to do good, and they hate us. Why? We don't want people to do good. Why are they always interfering? Why are they trying to help people? Why are they always trying to give charity to people? Why are they trying to make the world a better place? We hate them! You know, it's interesting, today, a lot of people, they're coming out with these things that people hate you. Anti-Semites, the Jews made the neuro, these virus. <laughs> they blame the Jews. The Jews made the virus. Where are we? Where's China? We're in China? Who's making the virus? We're in China? The Jews made the virus. They're mad. They're mad. They're mad. They hate good. They just hate good things. We're trying to cure the virus, not make the virus. We're the doctors trying to fix the virus. We're trying to to discover ways of of helping. Why? Because they hate people who do good. That's a sickness. I hate people who do good. So it says the opposite in in Tehillim. David Amar says, Ohave Hashem Sinura. Those who love God hate evil. But those who hate who love evil hate hate good people. It's amazing how it's the other way around. So those who hate people who do good, they hate people who love them. You have people today who hate their parents. They're mad. How can you hate your parents? How can you bear grudges against your parents? Your parents brought you into this world. You have so many people today, they go to therapy. They tell the psychologist, I hate my mother. I heard that once. Yeah, terrible. I hate my mother. And the other woman says, I hate my mother as well. They both have a party now. I hate my mother. We have a hate mother party. I hate my mother. I hate my mother. I hate my mother. Man, your guy. How can you hate your mother? She brought you into the world. She changed your diapers. Well, you don't say thank you. Okay, you don't have to stay next door. You can, don't hate. Don't hate. You have to love your mother. So they hate good. They hate Hashem even. Because they hate their mother. Who's the parent? Hashem. And they hate the Torah. They hate the things. Terrible things. Why? Because they don't know any better. They don't want to say it's me. It's my fault. It's the Torah's fault. It's God's fault. It's this one's fault. It's always better. It's someone else's fault. No. It's my mother's fault. It's my father's fault. No. What about your fault? No, not me. It's their fault. That's terrible hatred. Now the rabbis gave along. Shlomo Melech says, if you want someone to love you, don't go to their house every day. It's a very interesting point. Imagine. If I go to your house every day, you're going to get fed up and say, Rabbi, see every day, every day, every day. You're getting sick of him already. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, very interesting, psychology. If you love someone, keep a little bit of distance. Why? Because you're there every day, they get fed up. Even the best friends, they see each other every day, every day. They fall out. I don't know why they fall out. Why do they fall out? They're just fed up of each other. Eh? There's going to be a little bit of distance. So if you want someone to love you, it's interesting. Visit him often, but not too often. Visit him often. But if you want him to hate you, visit him every, every day. He'll hate you. And if you want him to love him, yeah, visit him in times. Don't, don't visit him very often. Right? Visiting too often, what does it say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. 
absence makes the heart grow fond. Even in marriage, sometimes it's good to take a little break. You go take a day off. You take a day off. So, uh, someone is a. This is a joke. I'm not, this is a joke. Okay, it's not. This is not. Don't take this literally. It's a joke. <laughs> and the joke is that there was a couple who lived sixty years together. They're married sixty years. Amazing. So they asked the the, the wife, "What's the secret? Such a happy long marriage." She says, "What's the secret?" So the secret is we went out every week once. Went out once a week. So uh, that's amazing. Went out once a week. You went out together. He said, "No, I went out on Monday. He went out on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> just have a break." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying you need a break. I'm just saying sometimes doing too much together, 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 people start fighting. You know, the hardest day of the week for couples, Shabbat. Why? The rest of the week, I see you, I don't see you. There's no time to fight. Shabbat, we're all together now. All the pressures, all the troubles of the week come out on Shabbat. And that's why a person's going to be especially careful not to fight on Shabbat. Especially careful. So, interesting. And that's what Shlomo Meda says in Mishle. Don't let your feet be too close to your friend's house. Take your time. Don't go every day. Go once in a while. This way. In case, look at Shlomo says, he'll be satisfied of you, he'll be sick of you, and hate you. Don't go to it. That's why I see my cousin, right? He comes, he comes once every, how many years? <laughs> Four or five years. Four or five years. <laughs> and I go to him every year. So, you know, it's not every day, every day, every day, every day. But we're relatives, we're used to each other. But I'm just saying, it's, it's, I, some people get fed up. He comes to my house every day and... You know, it's interesting. People don't really realize that sometimes the husband wants the guy in the house and the wife doesn't want the guy in the house. It's amazing how you got to watch out what you do. you got to think things through. Okay. Now, a person also got to know if you hate other people, they'll start hating you. It's a two-way street. So a person says, you know, everyone loves me, but I'll hate other people. And they still love me. Yeah, they'll still love you. You start hating people, they'll start hating you as well. So therefore, a person who starts hating people, people bring evil on themselves. So it's interesting, and that's why it's very important not to hate people. People can sense it. People can feel hatred. It says Leah, right? Yaakov and Leah is the first wife. She was was meant to be Rachel. But Lavan switched them, right? In the wedding, he switched them. So it says over there that Yaakov loved Rachel. He loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. Right? So it doesn't say he, does, he hated Leah. But look at the next pasuk. The next verse says, And Hashem saw that Leah was hated. It doesn't say he hated her. He said he loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. And then it says Hashem saw that Leah was hated. So what's going on over here? The answer is, if you have two wives and you love one more than the other, the other one doesn't feel you don't love her as much. She feels hated. If you have two children and, you, and one child is loved more than the other, the other child doesn't feel you love the other one more. He says, you hate me. You love the other one more. You hate me. So if it's not enough love, people translate as hate. So it's important to realize that, to treat people well. Otherwise, people will feel, you hate me. You don't smile when I come to the house. You don't look happy when I come around you. So you must be hating me. So the feelings inside show. I hate you, but I'm not telling you. But people can have sense it and feel the feelings inside.
Now, this is a pasuk from Shlomo Melech. King Solomon says in Proverbs that many people express love with their words, but maybe they hate you in their hearts. And that's the most dangerous enemy. The most dangerous enemy is the enemy who says, I love you, love you, love you, but really they hate you. They're looking for a chance to knock you out. They're sly enemies, they're sly. So a person's going to be watch out. For, those are the worst people you've got to watch out for. And a person's got to recognize them and don't put their faith in them. And that's what he says. He that hates tells lies with his lips while he lays in treachery within him. That's Shlomo Melech in, in uh, Mishle. And even though he speaks to you with the smooth tongues and he speaks to you tender words, don't listen to him. He really hates you. So, and uh, that's the conduct that you have showed to Avner ben Ner and to Amasa son of Yeter. And he killed them until he killed them. So Yoav, Yoav was the general of David Amela, King David's general. And uh, what happened was Yoav had an enemy. His enemy was Avner ben Ner, was the general of Shaul, King Saul. So King David's general. And King Saul's general, Yoav against Avner, and they had a fight. They were playing around with their with their war with the armies, young boys. They were fighting each other, and uh, Avner had uh, Yoav's brother Asahel was running after Avner, running after Avner. And Avner said, "Leave me alone! Leave me alone! Go away! Go home! I don't want to kill you." And he wouldn't leave him alone. So Avner turns around and kills him. So now Avner is the head of the army of King Saul. King Saul dies. And Avner goes to make peace with David. He goes to David. Let's make peace. I'll bring you the other tribes of Israel. Make peace. And, yeah, and uh, David says, okay, we'll make peace. And Yoav wasn't there. When Yoav came back, he sees what happened over here. Avner, my enemy is here. Well, you're making peace with my enemy. He goes to the gate of the town. He says, Avner, my friend, Avner, come, Avner, come, we'll make, whatever, let's make a party. There's a halakha that halitza, what's halitza? Halitza is, if a man has a brother, and the man dies with no children, the brother has to marry his wife. But no one wants to do that. If you don't want to do that, you do halitza. What's halitza? The woman has to take off his shoe, and say a formula, and say something. And then she can get married to someone else. And he can get married to someone else. They don't want to get the, do this for the marriage. They want to get married. They can do this formula. So he tells Yoav, he says, tell me, he says. Uh, Yoav tells Avner. Avner, can you show me, what about a woman with no hands? How does she take off his shoe? He says, she, he takes it off with her mouth. Take off his shoe with her mouth. So he says, can you show me how? So Avner bends down, and with his mouth, he's trying to open Yoav's shoe. And Yoav takes out his spear and kills him. See how dangerous. He shows love, but he's dangerous. Hatred. The next is, Yoav did the same, same thing to his own cousin, Amasa. His own cousin was a general of Absalom. He was helping Absalom against David. David wants to appoint him as his own general. Amasa, you'll be my general. Yoav gets very jealous. And he, he goes to meet Amasa, and his sword fell out on the floor. Imagine. He bends down, his sword falls out, and he holds Amasa by the beard, long beard, and he goes to pick up his sword and kills him. That's it. So he's a very tricky guy. So he shows love, 
That's what we're talking about. Showing love and dangerous. Very dangerous. Some people show love, but they're very, very dangerous. And that's a very big danger. That's the... Okay, now we come to some kinds of hatred which is allowed. It's a very dangerous kind of hatred, but it's allowed to hate people who are evil. Some people are really evil, like Hitler and Machshua. The biggest mitzvah would have been to kill Hitler. Imagine, before the war. Kelly has a Hitler killer. So a person who is an evil person is a mitzvah to hate the evil people. And that's what Shlomo Melech says, King Solomon says, David Amelach says in Psalms, a man should hate lies and falsehood. Because that is going to keep a person away from serving Hashem. So that is all the different kinds of hatred we talked about and how important it is not to hate anyone. But if a person is not doing well, what do you say? Three words. Gam, zu, letova. I pray to God and accept. That's, this is God's wishes. Hashem should help me and Hashem should help us all. Bezrat Hashem should help us all. And next week we are coming to the gate of mercy. Bezrat Hashem. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.